This is a podcast by The Straits Times. It's my favorite part of the show where we get to wander out to some of the best places to eat and view the best things to do in Singapore. It is time for The Straits Times Life Picks podcast. I'm joined by the ST Food online editor Hedy Koo and Ong Sorfen. She's senior culture correspondent for ST Life. Ladies, how are you this morning? Hello, how are you? Wonderful. So we're all going first up to Route 65, care of Hedy. What are we going to be eating there? Oh, lots, lots to eat there. Um, we've got like cheesy lobster carrot cake that costs $20 plus plus and it's good for sharing. Ah, oh, lobster carrot cake. That's yes. decadence upon decadence. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like the sound of it at first, actually, because, well, I thought it would be cheesy. <laughs> not, in the, not in the best sense. But I was quite surprised when it arrived, because it arrived in a beautifully, almost like perfect round disc, and mm. it looked great. Yeah, if you want to take pictures from the top, from the side, yeah. Ooh, okay, listen, with carrot cake, there's no actual carrot in there. With lobster carrot cake, is there lobster in it? Well, it's not Boston lobster, it's, it's slipper lobster. But it's still okay. And well, so it's more like slipper lobster and reddish cake. <laughs> it's more like a hint of lobster rather than being able to feel the lobster as you oh, crunch no, down. No. You've got you've got like juicy, crunchy, quite you know fatty chunks of slipper ah, lobster. Ah, yeah. that's what we're yeah. looking for. Yeah, and it's a little garlicky because they they fried with garlic. But surprisingly, it works well. It, but I don't know how it's going to work if you're sharing it with you know two other persons because then I suppose you'll be like trying to pick out the lobster quickly before the other people get to it. (laughs) (laughs) The people, the person with the fastest fork will probably win. It's a great way to see which of your friends are selfish. Just bring them down to Route 65. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm not going to go with anyone. Oh, I'll do the sharing, like, me first. (laughs) Hey, but for $20, do you think it's worth it? Yeah, it sounds kind of pricey, but the thing is, it's quite a generous portion. And also, it comes with a very delightful dip on the side, which is a blachan cheese sauce, which sounds almost... Sounds quite, almost wrong. Uh, yeah, blach- yeah, I'm a blachan purist, so... Yeah, 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 me too, me too. Mm. But this changed my mind. Well, I think my mind has opened up a little bit since last year because I had to do a tasting of a durian sambal, which... Uh, yeah, the things that you really, do for your job. Yeah. Yeah, but it turned out great. And so this time I thought, okay, I'll keep an open mind. And it paid off because surprisingly, it worked. Yeah, the chef is this guy called Anthony Ng. And Uh he's only 36 years old, but he cooks like grandma. Love it already. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Cooking everything from scratch. So while I was interviewing him, I was almost accusing him and saying, why are you cooking like Amma? Why is your cooking like Amma's cooking? And then he laughed and he said, yeah, yeah, because I want to, you know, he wants to replicate the way his grandma cooks. Yeah, so so it's that kind of, and he's also like, I think he's a little bit OCD because, you know, so much detail into everything. Yeah. I love it already. Okay, driving like grandpa and grandma is an insult, but cooking like Amma is a compliment. Oh, definitely. And the restaurant is having a one for one promotion currently for the main causes for dinner. So if you're asking me, it's worth it. I guess this is the right time to go. And there's no end date specified for the promotion. Oh, but go while you can. You know, we, I don't know about y'all, yeah. but I like to be early with promotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've got other lovely courses as well, like grilled half spring chicken pangang that Ooh. comes with a dark spicy sauce that's like, I managed to squeeze it out of him. There's a lot of ketchup manis in it. Oh, yeah. love it yeah. already. You know, when yeah. I hear Route 65, I think of a little diner by the road that you'd stop by, you know, if you're exactly. driving. Exactly. What is it it's, like? It's, What's it at, um, at Moss? It's, it's very 
spacious. When you walk in, it doesn't really strike you as a bar and kitchen. It's more like a restaurant, you know, with floor-to-ceiling windows, very airy, very spacious. They have a bar, obviously, you know, but I understand they have live band performances at oh, night. Nice. Yeah. And then they just started offering their lunch and dinner service on February 1st. So they haven't had their official opening yet because of the, well, <laughs> the current situation. So, yeah, it's a nice place to go. And they also have a lovely selection of cocktails. Mm, any must-tries? Yeah, you should try the Casanova. I won't mention the other cocktails on air because they sound a little bit not suitable to be. A PG show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, thanks but for you that. Should check it out. Yeah, you should check it out. It's really nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so must tries food-wise is ayam panggang and the lobster carrot cake. Is that it? Yeah, the cheesy lobster carrot cake. Well, there's some other their signature dishes like the superstar beef rendang for $25 plus plus. Mm. And they are also quite proud of their signature Hokkien Mee, $16 plus plus, that comes on an opia leaf. Wow. So it's quite... What kind of leaf again? Oh, the opia leaf. You know that white leaf with the ridges? Oh, um, okay. Yeah, even the traditional hawker stores don't really use anymore because it's pricey and it's hard to get a supplier. But this restaurant, well, they pull quite a decent version, I think. I would prefer it to be more prawny, but they execute it quite well. (laughs) You know, when you hear Route 65, you know, you think there's going to be some American there. Is there any American influence? It's Asian classics with twist, but I think you get fairly quite, pretty almost authentic. It's just that it, the, the food is given a creative twist. I think anything American about it. Besides mm. the name. Mm. Maybe the cocktails? Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I think if anything remotely American would be how relaxed you feel when okay. you walk in and okay. everyone is very friendly and the service is superb. Wow. Yeah. And, and where really in Suntec City is this? Because it's a big sprawling place. Right, where is it? Let me just do a quick check. It's at Tower 5 at the North Wing and the unit number is 01-434. Okay, Sofen, are you sold on lobster carrot cake? Mm, not a big fan of like all this fusion stuff. Yeah. But, oh. yeah. yeah. Purist. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind trying. Mm. Especially yeah. if they have a one-for-one promotion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went there ready to criticise them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I went there actually to taste it and to diss them and to like, see, I'm right about fusion food. I hate it. But it changed my mind. And Sofren is right. Because I think most people are like, well, fusion. <laughs> like, don't mess with my hawker food. Yeah, yeah you know. Exactly. Yeah, it's got to be done right. Fusion with hawker exactly. Oh, exactly. has to be done yeah. really well. So what yeah. do you think? We're Money FM. We need to know about the damage to our wallets. How much is it going to cost us for, say, lunch or dinner? I think dinner, that obviously with the one-for-one promotion, dinner mm. is the way to go. But I think for lunch, it's, it's also all right. I think it's important to give our F&B industry some support, especially during this very trying time. Here, here. Yeah. And this is a new place that I think will, you know, be good to show them a little love. And I think it's worth it because for me, I feel it does offer value for money. Mm. In terms of the portion, the presentation is not overly fancy, you know, in terms of the presentation, which I like because it's simple yet it's visually attractive, good okay. enough for social media. Hey, you had me at carrot cake. So, mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm there. If you like the Straits Times Live Picks podcast, you can listen live on Money FM 89.3 from 11.10am every Wednesday. 
Or you can subscribe to Life Picks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Like us and give us a rating. Thanks very much, Eddie. We're going to switch over now to Saw Fern, who's taking us to a new art installation over at Objectives, which I've just learned is at Middle Road. So what do you got store for us, Saw Fern? Well, this new show is quite interesting. It's part of their annual program called Stories That Matter. And this is an installation. If you look at it, it Objectives is that cute little yellow building that was converted from a chapel. Mm. So outside of the chapel building, they now have this installation which comprises hundreds of photographs taken by this Bangladesh-American artist called Hassan Ilahi. And if you look at it, it doesn't look spectacular Mm -hmm. because it looks like a compilation of all our Facebook, Instagram feeds with all our food pictures and pictures of places that we've visited. But the backstory for this artist is very interesting because he started this project after he got hauled up by the FBI for questioning. Okay, why? Why was he questioned? This is post 9-11. So he is born in Bangladesh, even though he's American now. And he somehow ended up on the FBI watch list after 9-11. And this was in 2001 when the FBI kept calling him up for questioning over a six-month period. Hmm. So he started thinking about like, okay, if you want to track my whereabouts, I'm just going to help you. So he set up a website. Mm -hmm. He wrote this program to track his position at any time. And he started posting pictures of his meals, his shopping trips, his airports, his drive, you know, anytime, anywhere. Mm. And the website is still alive. So mind you, he was doing this in 2002 when before social media got so big, before everybody nowadays Mm. is like, before you eat, the camera eats first. (laughs) (laughs) So it's very unusual. And the work to me is really interesting because it talks about all these issues about privacy and surveillance and posting your data online. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, everybody does it. And it's only recently that all this discussion about should you actually be posting so much information about yourself online? Mm, (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's amazing that he's doing this in 2002. This really is a precursor to a Facebook live feed or Facebook feed. Yes, precisely. Almost like it. The website is actually very interesting because I went to visit his website. Mm. And then there's this little like dialogue box that pops up and it's in Mandarin. So my first instinct was, is this a scam? So I (laughs) go check to see that the website was correct. Yeah, I was like... Am I the object of a phishing attempt? Uh, and realized oh that, yeah, yeah, he actually built the website to be really hard to navigate, which is counter, very counterintuitive. So <laughs> he's an he artist thinks, who can code. He built that. Yes, he set it up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So he's very interested in like the borders between like digital media and travel and countries. Also because he comes from different places. So I think that the issues he explores are very relevant today. Mm. Yeah, sounds fascinating and beautiful yeah. at the same time. How are the pictures yeah. themselves? I mean, you know, do they look like something that anybody with a handphone would have been able to yeah, take? Or? it does. It mm. looks like anybody's Facebook feed. Not actually very Instagram friendly. But the website is very interesting because he's got all these algorithms that collect all the unmade bits that he's taken pictures of in the past 20 years. <laughs> he's got a series of urinals. Oh, <laughs> it's actually what? very funny. Yeah. <laughs> he will take pictures of like 
urinal. And it's very funny to hear him talk about it. You can actually Google him. And uh-huh. he did a TED Talk in 2011. He's a oh, very wow. fun speaker and he talks really well about his thoughts and his philosophy and why yeah. he did this. This is fascinating. Yeah. Being someone who enjoys torturing myself, I, I'd love the name of their website so I can try and navigate it. Yeah. Uh, it's called Tracking Transients. But it's hard to find, so <laughs> Google his name, Hassan Ilahi. Better chance there. He actually teaches at a university, and his page will have a link to the website. Okay. But the website is hard to navigate, so I suggest you go to the page and you just leave it alone and wait a bit. Okay. Then his algorithm will kick in and you will get all these randomly generated images of his life. Where did you find out about his story? Because really it's a story that brings this installation to life. I mean, is it something that you can read about while you're at Objectives or did you do this reading up before you headed down? Well, I found out about the exhibition on the Objectives website. So I, it sounded interesting. So I Googled him and Mm. you can actually Google him and he gave a TED Talk where he introduces this work and all the motivations behind it. At the installation itself at Objective, there's a little caption that explains the context. But it's actually more fun to listen to his TED Talk because you hear it straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'd love to have him on the show as well. So you might have just given me a possible guest. Yeah, he was supposed to come to Singapore, Mm -hmm. but his talk has been cancelled because of all the travel restrictions and COVID crazy. So he's not coming after all. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, but his TED Talk is very interesting, so I would encourage everybody to go have a listen to him. We certainly will. Thank you. Sounds fascinating. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. So, Hedy, is this something up your alley? Would you head down to Objectives? Oh, definitely, because when Sofin sent in the summary of what she's going to talk about today, I was already very curious to hear what she has to say today. And after hearing her, wow, I'm so I'm totally going to go and visit and check out. Sofin, please send me the direct link. Sofin, <laughs> okay. because we're colleagues, you've got to give me the inside, the inside information that you're not sharing on air yet. <laughs> Thank you both, ladies. Great fun as always. This has been the Straits Times Life. Pigs Podcast. I'm Michelle Martin. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.